Mike Hogan of the Toronto Argos. They made a very interesting signing. They have been looking for some help at uh, wide receiver. And as Hoagie joins us on the line now, uh, Hogan, you traitor. You leave, the, you leave independent media to go to work for big corporate sports. I can't believe this, man. That's, yes, because that's, if anybody exemplifies a guy in a tie, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, when you're doing radio games, you're not. How, how, much, how, how up do you have to dress? Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I never wear shorts. I never wear jeans. I'll go like khakis, and I'll go. Uh, I'll go golf shirt. Okay, I thought you. I thought we said you're not wearing shorts. You might be Donald ducking it, like uh, business up top and just all party on the bottom. Okay, good. All tail feathers, baby. Uh, the let's start off with the big news for the Argos: the signing of Dexter McCluster. Yeah. Moderate time NFLer hasn't played there since 2016 when he had six games for the Chargers. Uh, five foot six, uh, 95 pounds, but man, that kid could, <laughs> he could move in his NFL days. What are, what are the hopes, do you think, for, for him in the Argos camp? Well, well, we'll see, I guess. I mean, here's a guy who's pretty versatile when he played down there, right? He can catch the football, he can run the football, he can return the football. And, you know, that's uh, just looking for anything to kickstart the, the offense. You're always trying to get better, obviously. And uh, they see something in, in Dexter McCluster, who's, uh, you know, you mentioned he's not the heaviest guy in the world, but, man, he's pretty solid. Um, you know, he was in here last week for interviews and uh, was wearing a golf shirt. And, man, he... He's bigger than you would think he would be in terms of upper body. So there's, yeah. you know, here's a guy who's probably going to be able to block as well. That's what they want. They just, you know, they're bringing in other bodies to see what they can do. It's, you know, what it's like in football. You're always trying to get better. So if they think, and they obviously do because they put pen to paper, uh, if they think that uh, Dexter, uh, Dexter McCluster can help them, um, that's that's why they brought him in because you know he was a studded old miss. Yeah, absolutely, and he was—he had some very good seasons in the uh, NFL. And it, absolutely, the, the, your thing about he's bigger than you think—it it, applies—it always applies in football because you watch the guys on TV, right, and you go, "Oh, five foot six, but that's like versus football size, right? When you see them versus human size, you go, "Oh yeah, that guy's lifted weights every day for the last 10, 15 years," and oh yeah, okay, I get it. Five I six it. tall and five six wide. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I semi-get the Dexter McCluster signing because when you look at the Argos, you already have a Martise Jackson who is a running back yep. returner. Uh, you have Brandon Burks, which in that preseason game, I'm, I'm guessing, well, you saw it, right? The, the run in Hamilton, the cutback, cutback, cutback run for a touchdown. They have small, shifty guys. I see a spot where they might be able to use him, but what, what's your, like, where do you think he, he makes an impact first or gets a chance to make an impact first? Well, I think the first thing he'll do, obviously, if you look at the depth chart, the first thing he'll do is push Marquise Jackson as, as a guy who will be the primary returner or will go back and sort of, you know, split the duties with him back there. The problem in the CFL is with the limited roster size, uh, it's, it's very few teams that have ever dressed three, um, you know, three running backs who are not Canadian. You know, sure. you, you get those imports. It's, it's just, it's just a, a roster thing. If they could find a spot for him as a receiver and keep Jackson and then have the two of them back there to return, now all of a sudden you're thinking, hmm, that's interesting. Anthony Coombs is out. Do they try him at the R? Right now, Jimmy Ralph is in there, a Canadian, but right now they're dressing more than one or starting rather one more than one Canadian than they have to. So yeah. they've got a little bit of roster flexibility. So I don't know if he'll be up to speed this week. Um, because this is today is first full practice. They just did a light walkthrough yesterday. So I don't know if he'd be ready for Winnipeg here, but he might be ready for Winnipeg in a week. Three words for you, Hoagie. Boundary, wide, receiver. 
This is yeah. this is a league well, and a division that is not unfamiliar with with small slash tiny boundary wide receivers. Hamilton, Brandon Banks, and Ottawa, Deontay Spencer. Those are guys that are not big, and they are super effective. And they've got Levi Noel out there right now, who's a who's a Toronto kid. But you know, he had a really you know, a productive game here against Edmonton two weeks ago, but really didn't do much in the rematch in Edmonton last week. So you know, that's a possibility. You know, like I say, they've got that extra Canadian going right now. So whether it's Jimmy Ralph or Levi Noel, if they can find that guy, whether it's Rodney Smith, uh, who's from Florida State, played with Wilder. Uh, down with the Seminoles before going to the NFL. He's been up here. He got uh, got a little bit of a look see the last couple of games. So uh, th- there are some uh, some interesting possibilities here. And I, you know, this is this is a, prog- a progression. And you know, Coach Trustman is a guy that always talks about the process, and uh, it's a constant build with him. And you know, guys will play their way into jobs. Guys will play their way out of jobs. And um, until we get into sort of that October stretch drive, this roster is probably going to be move, uh, seeing guys move in and out. And even in the secondary, you're seeing guys move around. They've still got their jobs, but they're just trying them out in different positions. Let me ask you about James Wilder Jr. Because I was asked about him yesterday. Hey, what's it was in the the question I was asked was in the essence of of what's wrong? Because preseason we were talking about a thousand, a thousand. He was unbelievable last yep. year. Eighty-six yard touchdown, seventy-five yard touchdown. I think it was fifty-one catches out of the backfield in limited action. So this year, uh, what? Not even five yards a carry, and where are we? Four receptions a game. What are you seeing? You've seen all the games. What are you seeing with Wilder? Is it is it in fact any different, or is it just different around him? He lit up Edmonton two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. then Edmonton made an adjustment, and they often were lining up with the extra guy in the box and saying, "Okay, go ahead, James Franklin, beat us because we're not going to let Wilder beat you." And I, I think that was one of their main adjustments from week to week. So you know, teams are aware of him now. He's not sneaking up on anybody. Kind of like the Argos as a team snuck up on people a year ago, getting closer to playoffs. Um, you know, now they've got the target on their back, and, and, and Calgary sure had one on their back three weeks ago. But um, you know, with, with Wilder, he's not surprising anybody now, and, and teams are game planning for him. And until James Franklin, who's played well in his first two starts with the Argos, until he's out there showing, okay, if you're going to put an extra guy in the box, I'm going to light you up for 350 or 400 yards. And he did a nice job in the rain, especially against Edmonton, where there are a couple of drops. Um, you know, he's going to be that guy at some point, and I think right now. Uh, and this is no disrespect to Franklin. I think they look at how good Wilder is and says, "Okay, let's let's go with the lesser of two evils." And until he has a little bit more game experience, maybe Franklin is is that. Um, but I'm sure the Argos will find a way to get Wilder back involved because you know uh, they did that through the air last week where he had one big catch, thirty um, some yards. So yep. um, you know he's he's a dangerous guy, and it's just now up to Trustman and the coaching staff to get him more involved in the offense. Yeah, just looking through some of the numbers as I compile a bunch of numbers for the details on the CFL. One point nine yards before contact is the second lowest in the league. The only guy lower is the dried out husk of Jerome Messam. And so <laughs> to me, to me, Jerome Messam's you know one point eight. Eight yards before contact, entirely on him. Wilder, I there's some there's some troubles I have with the offensive line. I I like I'm sure I would like Tyler Holmes, but he gets turnstiled a bunch so far this season. It's 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 one of those things, and then uh, that I mean that has the ripple effect, right? It all starts there. One point nine yards before contact, he's third and carries with yards after contact, which is kind of what we expect from Wilder, but. It's it's a team game, right, to get everybody everybody going. And, and Wilder, for a team that wants to run the ball as much as they do, 40% of the time on first down, uh, it, it's, it's essential that everybody gets, gets it going. 
It's funny though. I mean, the the offensive line is exactly the same as it was a year ago. And you know, when when uh, Jonathan Heimbach came back as as the offensive line coach with this group, um, and then Wilder was inserted into the lineup. You know, Yahtzee, you've got a brand new Argo <laughs> offense, and that's what carried them to the Grey Cup. Yeah. And you know, it's the same group. So uh, I don't know what the problem is, but you're right. I think we expected you know Wilder once he gets to the second level. Uh, is a completely different back, but he hasn't gotten to the second level as much as he did a year ago. So um, what, how much of that is on the offensive line? How much of that is, you know, give credit to the defensive lines that are scheming them a little bit differently. Um, they'll figure it out. Like, you know what it's like. It's it, essentially because it's an 18-game schedule, the first couple of games are not exhibition games per se, but, you know, compared to the NFL where you get those two extra games, it's a couple of extra games to kind of work out the kinks. And I, I, I have no problem. I look at the talent on this team. And I, I have no problem. They're going to be a contender come October, but it's just kind of getting to that level. And let's 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 face it, they they just lost to a very good Edmonton team by a point and slowed Mike Riley down, which is very difficult to do. Well, and at some point, you're not going to be playing all the teams from the West, right? So you'll get to play some of these. You'll get to play the Montreals and you know see how they stack up against Ottawa and uh, Hamilton. Mike Hogan, the voice of the uh, Toronto Argos, joining us on Toronto today. There was a time where I was pretty sure I could be I could catch a couple of passes against the Toronto defensive backfield. They were more than after two weeks they were what? They were allowing eighty something percent completion rate. Yeah. They've now they've now, you know, tightened that up down to only seventy two percent completion again, still the worst in the league. Uh you mentioned some shuffling there. Uh is is it going to go any better against Winnipeg? Uh, I, well, I would hope so. They're not playing Mike Riley or Bo Levi Mitchell, uh, which has you know been three weeks in a row, and you know they're going to light up everybody. And the fact that they kept Edmonton out of the end zone, aside, you know, there's one slip obviously in the end zone uh, here in Toronto, but they did a good job keeping them out of the end zone. Um, that's not easy to do against Mike Riley, and you know James Franklin had substantially more passing yards than than Riley did last week. So it's it's going in the right direction. And again, Ronnie Yellow's new, and T.J. Heath is new, and Mike Archer is the new defensive coordinator. He was the linebackers coach here a year ago, and he's got a wealth of of, of coaching background. He was with the Steelers as a linebackers coach forever, and you know as a head coach at LSU. So the dude knows knows football, and he's had a full season now under his belt in the CFL. And I think you know he's just putting a stamp on things. And the good thing is, it's gotten progressively better. If this team had have started out spectacular and had been going the wrong way, then it's, uh-oh, we have a problem here. And uh, considering how much better they've looked in the last couple of weeks, and it was, you know, Calgary was terrible. You're right, it was, it was, it was abysmal, and they weren't very much better in the game against Edmonton, although they were able to, again, keep them out of the end zone. Yeah. They looked better as a group last week. So we'll see how that uh, how they look against a mortal quarterback against the Bombers this week. Yeah, Matt Nichols coming off three interceptions this past week. Uh, as I let you go, uh, I am unabashedly, unashamedly in love with James Franklin. I loved him in Edmonton. He comes to Toronto with a 12-touchdown, one-interception ratio. Hey, he's thrown, thrown a couple picks since then. I am unabashedly in love in James Franklin. Will you join me in fighting for, for the Rose from James Franklin? Are you in love with as in love with him as I am? Well, I'll give you the Rose, but I like him a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> You know, every once in a while you see the guys come through and, you know, they'll, they'll do the media and it's kind of a necessary evil. And James Franklin might be the most 
polite guy I've ever seen here. Every answer is a yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Like, it's just, he's just that guy. And he's impossible not to cheer for. He's poised on the field. He's poised off the field. Yeah. And I haven't seen him yet. I literally have not seen him without a smile on his face. That's um, oh, You know, we, that's even, we even saw that bit on uh, on the mic'd up game the other day where he got hit. And Will Campbell came up and goes, yeah, you're still pretty. And he went, oh, thank you. <laughs> he's a, great television. but uh, He's a good-looking like, kid. Got, he's got a strong arm. And, I mean, as a, he was the best backup option in the league. Mike Hogan, i got to let you go. Thanks so much. The play-by-play voice of the Argos joining us on 1050. Thanks, brother. Thanks, dude.